When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the Internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free, shopify.com slash podcast free. Through 25 seasons, 4,561 episodes, I believe The Oprah Winfrey Show was one of the greatest classrooms in the world. I really never thought of it that way. The aha moments, the breakthroughs, the LOLs, the connections, the occasional ugly cry. I miss him so terribly. I miss him every single minute. The moments that mattered. Eye-opening life lessons. Never allow them to take you somewhere else. I'm bringing them back. It's time to open the vault. I've personally chosen these classic episodes to share with you again. Every single person you ever will meet shares that common desire. They want to know, do you see me? Do you hear me? Does what I say mean anything to you? You are listening to The Oprah Winfrey Show, the podcast. Here's our message to you today. First, the number of pedophiles and child pornographers online would literally blow your mind. And the demand is so high for new material that the videos and photographs are getting more and more brutal with younger and younger and younger baby victims. Here's another bombshell. Authorities have the technology to find out where many of these pedophiles are, but they're so woefully underfunded, they don't have the money, they can only investigate 2% of their leads. And last, for once you and I can do something about it today, before you cook dinner and sit down with your family at the table, I'm gonna give you the details later in the show so that you can do something. Imagine if it was your job five days a week to screen pornographic photos and videos of children to see them fondled and raped, to hear them pleading for help. Well, we went to the Center for Missing and Exploited Children and met Michelle and Christine. This is their job. On a weekly basis, we review anywhere between 100,000 and 200,000 image and video files. It's child pornography. Individuals then take these images and trade them like baseball cards. The Center for Missing and Exploited Children is a national clearinghouse for pornographic images of children circulating on the internet. Michelle, Christine, and 48 other analysts screen video and photographs received from law enforcement, internet providers, and the public. When I come to work in the morning, there are usually hundreds of reports that have arrived overnight regarding kids who are actively being abused. We work hand in hand with law enforcement. The violation that occurs within these files, uh, it's horrific. We're seeing sexual abuse, uh, including oral penetration, vaginal, anal penetration. We see children with dog collars on their necks. 
kids with plastic bags over their heads uh, for an object insertion with these children. Children who are being sexually abused by offenders who are using it for their own sexual gratification. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the Internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free, shopify.com slash podcast free. I'm looking right now at a photograph of a young child who's 18 months old. She's laying on the floor of her living room. Her face is blocked out to protect her identity. She's so young, she actually had a diaper laying next to her and she has a pacifier in her mouth. When you're watching a young girl, a video that starts out with a toddler, and you hear them giggle, you hear that innocent laugh. But when you can suddenly hear that giggle and that laugh turn into screams because they're being sexual assaulted, those are the things um, that continue um, at times that I will remember. The center has an on-site psychologist to help the analysts deal with the images that they see every day. Oftentimes people ask me, how is it that you can do this job? It is difficult. We're here because we believe in the mission of rescuing these children and putting these abusers behind bars. Okay, so prepare yourself for this. The latest form of entertainment for online predators is where you can see live on-demand rape and molestations. We went to the Department of Homeland Security to learn more. The Cyber Crime Center was developed as a center point to combat child exploitation. What I have running behind me right now is just a, a standard chat channel. I have chats going on with several different people that are looking to have sex with kids. Uh, we will pose as a pedophile to find out what's going on. They will get together, discuss activities that they would like to see performed, and actually perform it on their own children and video live feed that activity to other people that are members of their group. Activities of the live molestation are limitless. Everything from, uh, from touching or cuddling all the way up to, to penetration with objects. No holds barred. We've had cases where infants have been molested uh, on live feed. When the violators are caught, their reasoning for using such a young child is because the child can't articulate the violation that they've received. Worst thing I've seen in all of my years it's probably the molestation of an infant that still had the stubble of an umbilical cord being uh, vaginally raped. So I have in my hand part of an actual instruction book for how to molest and rape children created by online pedophiles and passed around the internet. You at home are going to see a censored version of, of this, but this audience is actually going to see exactly what I'm looking at. So I'm going to describe it for you. It says, before you start, the tutorial provides some ideas and suggestions on how to use everyday items as a sex toy for your preteen daughter. All of these toys can be used in your girl's blank or blank. Some hints to start with. Get a big stash of lubricant. Always apply a lot to your girl and the toys when you are playing. Get a proper digital camera, the best you can afford. Take a lot of pictures. The more, the better. Pictures are good, but film is much better. And then it starts with age zero plus. Pacifier. Change the way your baby girl uses her pacifier. Apply a bit of lubricant and just blank. Stick your baby's pacifier in her blank or put it in your baby's blank and wiggle it around. For age four plus, 
Pencils with a rounded back end are suitable as a toy. Let your girl create a drawing with pencils stuck in her. She will blank them in deeper as she tries. You can get the tip of the pencil into her blank at age three and into her blank at age four. If your girl is older, the pencil goes in deeper. This is what's going around on the internet. Shocking, isn't it? So I hope you stay with me. And I know this is shocking, and it makes you sick to your stomach, and it makes you very angry. But at the end of the show, I'm going to tell us all what we can do. So as we've been seeing, the internet is the wild, wild west. We've heard this for years, that the internet is the wild, wild west for predators. The demand for these images is exploding. I don't think that most of us really have a clue as to what's really going on. We have the ability to track some of the perpetrators right to their homes, but law enforcement is so overwhelmed and underfunded, only 2% of the leads, as I said earlier in the show, are really being investigated. According to some experts, only one half of 1% are ever even prosecuted. So I want you to meet Flint Waters. He commands the Wyoming Internet Sex Crimes Against Children Task Force. I'd been in law enforcement a long time. I was a midnight cop, and I got hired on, a, on this computer crime team. For the last seven years, Flint Waters has devoted his life to patrolling the internet in search of child predators and their innocent victims. He is a father of four, and Flint says the things he sees are so horrific, he won't even tell his children what he does. Four years ago, Flint developed a revolutionary program to help law enforcement track computers trading pornographic images and videos of children. They run 24-7. We can actually get an approximate latitude and longitude and show where those are in the world. Flint's investigations have led to over 100 arrests, and more than 30 children have been saved. Today, I brought in 15 new cases for the state of Wyoming just from what ran last night. Somewhere between four and seven of those guys are hands-on abusers. And I can't work all those leads today. I can't get to them. You go home at the end of the day knowing that the work you left stacked on your desk includes children that are being raped right now. And, and, you know, and that's a tough thing to walk away from. The material he sees gets worse every day. The new movies that they're making uh, frequently depict you know, the horrific sexual abuse of, of toddlers and three-year-olds and five-year-olds and seven-year-olds. And sometimes they're 30-minute movies, 50-minute movies. Um, in a lot of them, you can hear the child screaming while these guys are raping them. You, you just want to reach in there. You want to reach inside that computer and grab this guy. And there's no, nothing you can do. And why aren't we catching them, Flint? Well, the numbers are coming in so fast, there's, there's just not enough law enforcement to respond to everything that we're seeing. Yeah, I mean, listen, just in preparing for this show, I thought I knew some things about this. But I, I think it's, it's expanding at a rate that nobody could even imagine because the internet offers all of this protection. There, there's this sense of anonymity. Right. They think they're out there doing it, they can hide. Um, and we're getting better at finding them, mm -hmm. seeing who's out there, and we're just overwhelmed by the numbers. Well, Flint says that according to research, what is it, 30 to 40 percent? Right, depending on the study, 30 to 40. Some studies are higher. Of people who view the images of child abuse online have also, are also molesters. Some guys are just watching it and masturbating or doing whatever, right? That's correct, yeah. Yeah. But 40, at least we know 40% of them go out and actually, they use it as stimulation for their right. victims. They're using it to normalize their behavior. They see that everybody else is doing it and they continue to act. Yes, and I'm sure they feel empowered because there is this connection. Yes, yes yeah. they seem to be reaching out to each other in ways we never even imagined. Yeah. 
So do we have any idea of how many people are trading? I mean, we looked at one day on the map. We're seeing about 15,000 daily. We've tracked, uh, depending on the, on the study, between three and 500,000 computers in the last two years in the United States alone. Yeah. And we're owning about half of this problem globally right now. You've also seen instruction videos on the internet that train children how to perform sexual acts, correct? Right, we're seeing uh, instructions on how to get away with the crime, mm -hmm. how to teach each other how to do this to children and not, uh, not get caught during physical examination. And they're getting materials on how to teach the kids and desensitize them. They use, they use images from, from their childhood cartoon images that we all grew up with, and they'll go through and modify them to make them sexually explicit, and then go back and show them to the child. So we have an animated training video produced by internet predators, produced by internet predators, that obviously we cannot broadcast, but uh, I can see it with the studio audience and tell you about it. It teaches young girls how to perform sex acts. So studio audience, if you don't want to see it, shut your eyes. If uh, you do, watch with me. This is how they groom the little girls. Can you describe what we're seeing, Flint? Well, at the beginning, the little girl is, is holding her finger up to her lips that this is a secret. And then it's an animated movie of a little girl being taught how to masturbate an adult male. And these are not the movies that we're prosecuting. This is the training material. The stuff that we're prosecuting, all of these depict real infants and real toddlers in these sex acts. Right. Because really, you can't prosecute anybody for creating a video. And what do you want to say to everybody who's as disgusted as you have been? If your day is looking out at a sea and there's all these children out there and you have one lifeboat and you've got to decide to yourself, which child do you rescue and, and which child do you let drown? And that's what we're facing right now. We are so overwhelmed. And I don't mean it to sound like this is hard for law enforcement. I mean, it's gut-wrenching. But those kids that are waiting for us, that's, you know, that's who it's hard for. That's who we need to be able to to try and reach out to. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free. Shopify.com slash podcast free. According to law enforcement, almost three out of four children who are sexually abused know the person who is molesting them. 35% of the time, it's their own parent. So how can the other parent in the house not know that the other one is making these videos, these films and photos? Well, we're actually seeing a trend of these movies where the light of the movie is just the light from a camera. So it's a darkened home. It's, some, it's, it's a home in somebody's neighborhood. And this guy is walking through the house with just the light from the camera showing him his way as he goes into this child's bedroom and he rapes this child and films it. And I have to wonder, at least on some of those cases, somewhere mom's asleep in that house and has no idea that this, that this guy's doing this. I know that one of the things that you had said is that you didn't want to be on a show where there were going to be pedophiles. But have you ever talked to them? I, I talk to them regularly. Uh -huh. I'm, uh, normally, I'm out kicking doors and bringing these guys in and interviewing them. And my focus is the offender. I don't, I don't do well with the victims. When I talk to these offenders, they'll look you in the eye and they'll describe it. They'll get excited about their interest. They will talk about how society just hasn't caught up. 
and that this is what they should be doing. I've arrested them, had them get out on bond, and on the way home, pick up another computer and get back online to find the material. That's so is it like an addiction for some of them? Well, they're sure, they sure seem driven. They yeah. don't stop. Wait till you hear this next story. If your child is being abused, it's probably by somebody you know. Friends and neighbors say Roy Pompa seemed like a typical family man. He always made it to his kids' games, their holiday parties, and the neighborhood picnics. But police say that this husband and father of two was doing the unthinkable. He laced his daughter's friends' water and juices with drugs, then sexually molested them while they were sleeping and videotaped the crimes. The discovery was made after Flint Waters software flagged Roy's computer for trading almost 900 child pornography images in one month. When Ohio authorities raided his home, they found nearly 3,000 child porn images and 400 videos, some showing him molesting girls in the neighborhood. At his trial, his victims expressed their pain. I don't know who to trust anymore because I trusted Mr. Pompa, and he took advantage of that. You are a sick and horrible man. You don't deserve to see the light of day again. Among other charges, Roy Pompa was convicted of rape and kidnapping. A judge sentenced him to life in prison without parole. In December 2006, police identified at least eight young victims who were in Roy Pompa's videos. Three of them are here today. I want you to welcome Allie, Jasmine, and Amanda. Their parents are also here. Tom is Allie's father. Vanessa is Jasmine's mother. And Kelly is uh, Amanda's mother. One by one, I want each of the t you to tell me what you thought of your neighbor, uh, Mr. Pompa, before this happened. He was just a regular guy. Like, I considered him like a, a second father. I was friends with his daughter. We played basketball together, volleyball, cheerleading. He was always, like, always there for us. Mm-hmm. Jasmine? Uh, ever since I grew up, he was always there. He watched after us. He would sometimes run relay races in the front yard. He was like my fa like another father to me. And um, he was just a, such a sweet person to us that we never thought anything about anything like that because he was always just made us laugh and did crafts with us. Mm -hmm. Amanda? He always just thought he was an average Joe guy. He was a really good guy. I was really close friends with his daughter. We'd go to camp together and he'd send us letters and packages and he'd ship us candy and he'd play games with us and take us places and swim. And... So this abuse, uh, molestation, occurred when you were having sleepovers at his, at his house with his daughter. And did you sense that anything, and, and so let me emphasize this to, to, to the audience, the girls were drugged and he would go in and molest them and videotape it. So does anybody remember anything like that? I don't remember anything at all. Mm -hmm. I, oh. What? Oh, actually, I would remember some things. I would wake up, you know, be a little groggy, think I was dreaming or I thought I felt something and I told the girls the next morning and they were like, oh, it might have been the cat, you know, just touching you. Or I didn't, I would just think, oh, it's just, it's just me imagining because he was always such a touchy-feely kind of person, you know, give you hugs or being a very inviting, warm person and I didn't know what to think. Yeah, Amanda? Um, sometimes 
I'm a really heavy sleeper, and I would wake up constantly through the night at their house, and you'd just be standing in the doorway or standing in the corner of the room. And it was kind of just not right. I didn't understand what was wrong. Yeah. Did that feel, did it feel creepy? It felt very creepy and just awkward and uncomfortable, and I didn't like it. At what age were you girls? I was 14. Mm -hmm. I, I think, I don't even remember. I was so young until the age, like, 12, maybe 13, up until then. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure exactly. Probably when I was around 11 and up, maybe 11 and up. 11 and up, 11 yeah. and up. Wasn't there some one sleepover one time when somebody locked the door? Yes. That was you? That was Amanda? me. Amanda, you yeah. locked the door and? I locked the door and the next morning, I woke up later than his daughter. She always got up in the morning. Mm -hmm. And I came downstairs and he was yelling at her and he was like, who locked the door? Why was my door locked? Who locked my door? And she just took the blame for me and then I talked to her about it later and she's like, well, my dad comes in and he checks on me throughout the night and I need to have the door open. Mm. He would always um, say that he was checking up on us if we woke up in the middle of the night. I'd look up and be like, He's like, oh, I'm just checking on you, don't worry, you know, making sure you're sleeping okay. And I thought nothing of it because I was like, all right, what, it's okay. Or I'd wake up with an extra blanket and be like, he's like, oh, well, you looked like you were cold. And I thought, okay, well, he was just caring for me like a father would or a mother would. Mm -hmm. I heard too, he always wanted you to drink stuff. Yes. 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 Every time, like when we were getting ready to go to bed, anytime you want something to drink, I'll get you something to drink. He'd get us, Something to drink could already be open, ready for us to, you know, have Now, did any one of you, I can't remember again which one, uh, suspected something was weird and poured it out? Was it you, Amanda? Yeah, I poured it out. It was first kind of funny because I don't drink water and I don't like water. And one night. Me neither. Okay, okay, I don't like it. I know, it's just so hard getting it down. <laughs> I don't like it? it. Yeah, 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 yeah. We need it, but okay. Yeah, I don't like it though. Okay. And so one night I just couldn't fall asleep. His daughter had been asleep a couple hours, and he came to me and he was like, Here, I know you can't sleep. So here, which was kind of odd because he hadn't been in the room, so how could he know I couldn't sleep? But he was like, Here's this glass of water, drink this, you'll fall asleep. And I didn't understand why water was gonna make me fall asleep. It's just water. Yeah. So I dumped it out behind the bed. Yeah. And just didn't drink the water. Yeah. I know I would always drink iced tea over there mm -hmm. because like I would go over to sleepover like, oh, let's have some popcorn and he would bring down some iced tea, you know, in our individual glasses. And I never liked the taste of it. I always thought it, thought it tasted nasty. And one day my mom was like, oh, are you thirsty? I was like, yeah, so she poured me iced tea. I'm like. I don't like it. I have it over Roy's house all the time. And she, so I drank it and I'm like, this tastes really good. I wonder why it tastes weird. So um, I know one night I didn't, I didn't want to drink it. And he was like, you haven't drank your iced tea. I'm like, well, I don't feel good. I want to go home. And he said, no, you need to drink your iced tea. You'll feel better. And I was like, no, I really want to go home. I don't feel well at all. I just wanted to get into my own house because I was scared. Yeah. And he told me, well, we have medicine here. We'll just give you some medicine. I'm like, I, I think I'm going to be sick. So I ran up into the bathroom, and then I ran back down. I'm like, well, I have to go. I got sick in the bathroom. I'm going home. And I ran and ran into my house, and I told my grandma at the time when she was still there that something was weird because he wouldn't want, he didn't want me to go home. And I didn't know what to do because I was so young, and it was so confusing to me. 
Tens of thousands of pornographic images traced to his home computer helped investigators nab child predator Wayne Bliley. A children's respiratory therapist, Bliley pleaded guilty to molesting his young, disabled patients and taking pornographic pictures of them. When asked how many children he had molested, Bliley looked out a window and asked, how many snowflakes are there out there? Little Jessica Ray Delatore fell victim to a suspected sexual predator in 2005 while staying at her grandmother's home in South Dakota. The eight-year-old was abducted, raped, and murdered by her grandmother's live-in boyfriend, Murray Jones. At the time, police were investigating Jones for viewing child pornography and communicating with children online. He pleaded guilty to first-degree murder, first-degree rape, and kidnapping. He was a lawyer and a father of two, but John Lockhart is now behind bars for raping an infant girl and posting pictures of the assault online. A co-worker in Ohio led police to his home computer where they discovered the evidence along with hundreds of other pornographic photos. After hiding from police for almost a year, Lockhart was discovered in California. He pleaded guilty and was sentenced to life. He's eligible for parole in 2015. So these men and Roy Pompa represent, uh, we don't even know the number, hundreds of thousands, millions, pedophiles trading images online. Roy was convicted just this past year of drugging and sexually molesting at least eight girls in his suburban Ohio community. Uh, three of those girls are with us today. Tom, Vanessa, and Kelly are the parents of Allie, Jasmine, and Amanda. So how did you react, Kelly, when you found out that Roy Pompa, your neighbor? How does a parent react? Um, disbelief. I mean, you are totally in shock. You can't believe this is happening. You're angry. There's just such a myriad of feelings that you go through. Mm -hmm. I remember just dropping to the floor on my knees. Vanessa? It was unbelievable. You're just stunned, and you can't understand why, and you can't understand as a parent, how did I not see this? And, you know, Jasmine talks about coming home and, and feeling sick and leaving, and, and me thinking, well, you know, she was just sick, and he didn't want her to leave because that's how I would have treated somebody else's child, you know, like they were my own and wanted to take care of them and, and, and angry. So nothing you ever heard from the girls called, caused you, your daughter, your daughter, your daughter, caused you to sit. You know, they were, he was my next-door neighbor. Um, they moved in probably two months after I moved in there, uh, and we had just celebrated Thanksgiving with them um, a week before he was apprehended. When we said, don't leave the yard, we meant don't leave our yard or the Pampa's yard. It was an open-door policy. Jasmine was probably two when we moved there, so they grew up together. They grew up together. It was, it was family. It was definitely, they were family. Yeah. What was your relationship like with him, Tom? Um, my daughter, Alice, uh, went to school with his daughter. And they played basketball together. They played volleyball. They cheerleaded together. So I sat with them at many a function, at many school functions. We went to a Catholic school. And this guy, you would never, he, he is just like anybody sitting next to you. I would have never figured it out myself just by just the way everything was going without the help that, that came about because of that 
discovering the videos. That's right. All right. So you girls didn't remember that this had happened to you. And only because police discovered the videos and you are in the videos were they able to identify you. How did you feel when you realized that this had been going on? I was speechless. I just sat like in a corner and cried. Mm. When my mom first told me that he had been arrested, I had already thought something weird about him. And she basically sat me down, told me they had videos, and I just broke down. I couldn't handle it anymore. I became really depressed and really hurt because the other thing that I was really scared of is that maybe he had something with my sisters mm -hmm. because I care for them so much. They're my life. And I didn't know how to handle anything anymore. It was like I couldn't trust anybody. I, I didn't think this could actually happen, you know, because they told us throughout the years, watch out for people like this. And it never occurred to me that he could have done something like that. Amanda. At first, I was like in total shock. You don't even know what to feel. And I was just kind of numb at first. It's like, OK, what, what do you say to that? And then it went into just being angry at everyone. And you don't even know who you're supposed to be angry at. Mm -hmm. It was just angry at the world. And then I was just really depressed and mm -hmm. a total array. I understand that you all were offered an opportunity to actually see the videos. And you chose not to. You chose not to. I saw some. I saw some also, yeah. but I was very disappointed. I was in court every single day. Mm -hmm. I wanted to be there. I told my daughter, Alice, that I was going to be there, and I would sit there in that courtroom and make sure that, you know, that he didn't, he, he didn't hurt anybody anymore. I mean, because my daughter was worried. And uh, all the girls were, were worried, but they, they, these girls, are so strong, they sat in that courtroom and they looked him right in the eye and stared him down. That's right. They got their power back. Convicted child molester Roy Pompa was at one point one of the largest traders of online child pornography in the USA. But neighbors in his suburban Ohio community say they didn't have a clue about the secret life. Flintwater's software program was what led police straight to Pompa's computer and his home address. So you're not surprised? Well, I'm not surprised of what we find on the other end. I was shocked by how aggressive this person was. Mm -hmm. How was your software able to lead them specifically to his home? We're able to scan the folks that are trading in this material. We're, we're able to see the child sexual abuse movies as they're being offered to everyone in the world. And we, we document how many times we see a single person, a single household. So we focus in on that one. The top offenders, we do court process, do a search warrant, and we get in the house. Is that how they did it? Yes. Yeah. And he was, he was seen well, over 800 times, so he was pretty high priority. Good God. That is shocking. That is just shocking. So what do you want to say to kids out there who are in a situation where, because knowing what you know now, what do you want to say to kids who have that feeling that something is not right? Go with your gut. Go tell somebody. Don't just sit around and wait, because you don't know if, what, what could happen to you if, if this wasn't designed. I don't know what he could have done. He could have overdosed the dosages. We could have all been at. If you think something is wrong, 
go find someone, tell someone. If they don't believe you, go tell, if you have to tell a police officer, anybody you can trust, because if you hold it inside, it just kills you, it breaks you down. Mm -hmm. And you have to know that there are people out there that have went through the same thing you have, and they will talk to you, and mm -hmm. they have been in the same position you've been in. I thought it was interesting, Amanda, you said you didn't know who to be angry with. Have you been were able to work through some of that anger? I am, and I'm very grateful for that. I've had my church and my family and my friends to help me, and it was great. It's, mm -hmm. They're really big helps, and they got me through a lot of tough times. Yeah. Uh, Vanessa, I hear you as uh, Kelly and Tom, and I'm sure everybody in this room has taught your children about stranger danger. Right. About stranger danger. Right, stranger. What people don't teach is that stranger danger could be living in your house or living next door. That's right. And I think parents need to sometimes have to move outside of their comfort zone, that if your child comes to you and tells you that I'm uncomfortable with the way this person's looking at me or the comments this person's making yeah. to me, that no matter how entwined you are with their lives, if they're family or they're friends that you feel as family, you need to remove your child from that situation. Yeah, because what I want everybody to know is, is that usually it's not going to be some big thing that happened. No. Because what these guys do, as Flint can attest to, is that they groom the kids. It's a slow process. You, you, we were talking earlier about even on the videos, they start out tickling the kids. It starts out as a game. It feels like it's fun. And that is done so that by the time the actual molestation occurs, the child thinks that they are part of it. Mm -hmm. They think that they made it happen. Is that not true, Flint? Oh, yes. We've yeah. seen that time and time again. Yeah. He was not going to stop because I could tell you, another one of my children, I have all girls, they had on video and they said he was grooming her. Yeah. She was going to be his next major victim. And she was six, right? She was six at the time. She would have thought nothing of it and would have, in the end, felt the guilt and whatever and thinking that she was part of it. And, and these kids need to know that. And, and all these young women who are very strong know this is not their fault. Right. This is somebody whose mind you cannot even get into. Right. Camille Cooper is with Protect. It's a group working to pass better laws to protect our children. This is how we're going to do it. This is how we're going to get these guys. So what do you want parents to know about uh, internet predators? I guess what I, what I first want them to really understand, and you said it um, today, is that the internet predator is the same predator who sits next to you at church, who lives next door to you, who, who um, is a professional liar, professional manipulator. It's your child's coach. It's your child's teacher. It's a family member. It's Uncle Bob. Yeah. That's who the child predator is. And that's the same guy that's online trading in these images to normalize his behavior, as Agent Waters said. So that's the first thing I want you to know. The second thing I want you to know yeah, is Yeah, because everybody gets all up in arms, as we should, when kids are kidnapped, they're stolen by people, they're, you know, horrible things happen, and that makes the headline news. That's right. But that is, that is really minor, not to minimize any child who's had to go through that or lost their life, but that is just minor compared to what is really going on every day. Because if your child is being abused, molested, it's probably by somebody you know. Absolutely. And the second thing is, these guys, they're professional liars and manipulators, and they gain a parent's trust in order to have access to your child. That's what they're professional at. They, they pass lie detector tests. 
They pass sex offender risk assessment tests. They can go in, they can charm anybody and, and groom these children and they groom you as parents to gain access to your children and, and I can't stress that enough. Yeah, because you felt groomed. Yeah, he, he definitely, he, like I said, he would, they would come over for parties and you know, they were a part of our family, you know, holidays and things. And That's what it is. Okay, so now this is what we can do because you're not gonna, you know, for years I've been talking about it and I'm, I'm, I'm sick of myself talking about it. And uh, a couple of years ago, I was offering $100,000 rewards to anybody who could, could, could find uh, certain accused child predators in this country. I don't have enough money to find them all. <laughs> uh, but we can legislate so that there is enough money to begin to do something about it. So tell us about this new act called Protect Our Children. Now, I know that there are certainly uh, a lot of uh, partisan people. I respect you if you're a Democrat. I respect you if you're a Republican. I respect you if you're independent. But this is a bipartisan law. It has nothing to do with your politics. It has everything to do with us putting our money as a nation where our talk has been and doing something, actually putting the funding behind what is necessary to catch these guys. This is a dark evil pervading our country. And we're not gonna change it unless we provide the money that is necessary to create so that there's just not one guy sitting in a room in Wyoming trying to do it, but there's a system that says this is what we want to do. We want to get these guys and put them in jail. So tell us about the Protect Our Children Act. It's uh, Senate, uh, Senate Bill 1738, the Protect Our Children Act of 2008. It originally was a billion dollars when it came out of the House and passed the House. A billion dollars of resources for law enforcement, for more cops, more boots on the ground to protect children, to rescue these children from these predators, interdict these predators and put them behind bars for a very long time, which is where they belong. Thank you, Camille Cooper and uh, Flint Waters. Thank you also to the people of the Center for Missing and Exploited Children and the Department of Justice for your dedication in trying to track down internet child predators. It's ongoing. And imagine that is your daily job, looking at that vulgar stuff. Allie, Jasmine, and Amanda, thank you for speaking up, taking your voice back uh, on behalf of children everywhere. Thanks, everybody. I'm Oprah Winfrey, and you've been listening to The Oprah Winfrey Show, the podcast. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join me next week for another Oprah show, The Podcast. And I thank you for listening.